Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. In the book of Nolo's Legal Research, How to Find and Understand the Law, they recommend viewing Attorney General opinions on legal issues that concern you. This is something that didn't pop out of me at first, but when I reread the book, I thought, hey, I like this idea. I got to the bottom of some piles searching in other ways, such as the court searches for obscenity, so I would try this. I did find one attorney general opinion in regard to obscenity that applies for our purposes here. This opinion is number JM-780, written on August 31st, 1987, by Jim Maddox, then Attorney General of Texas. It's about, quote, validity of a proposed municipal ordinance defining contemporary community standard for purposes of regulation of obscenity, end quote. This decision doesn't seem to address the First Amendment per se, but I think it applies. Do you think it applies? I don't see it anywhere here, but it relates. So, we shall discuss this case. What is going on here? The city of Louisville, Texas, is asking advice from the Attorney General. It says, quote, You asked whether the city of Louisville, Texas may adopt an ordinance defining contemporary community standards for purposes of regulation of obscenity, end quote. Anyone out there from Louisville, Texas? I'm a Texas resident, but I'm not exactly sure where Louisville is. It sounds like a small town. So give me some insight if you know anything about it. The law that they were proposing, the ordinance, states in part, quote, within the city of Louisville, any business or work which contains, utilizes, displays, distributes, or gives representations or descriptions to any of the following involving children or adults, ultimate sexual acts, normal, perverted, actual, simulated, and patently offensive representations or descriptions of masturbatory, excretory functions and lewd exhibition of the genitals is determined to be patently offensive to the adults of the city of Louisville, Texas, and shall be presumed by such employees, agents, representatives, and governing bodies to appeal to the prurient interest. The city of Louisville, Texas, its officers, agents, employees, representatives, and all of its decision-making bodies shall recognize this as a standard set by the adults of the city of Louisville, Texas, to be used in determining whether such business or work shall be obscene when considered together with applicable law and judicial decisions, end quote. It would be something if an entire business was deemed obscene. Free Press Media Press, Inc. puts out works that some may consider obscene. We also put out works that are definitely not obscene. I wrote a book about theology. I wrote a book about personal transformation. I write poetry about subjects like libraries, jogging. So I don't know how they could consider an entire business obscene. Certainly some other businesses 
have almost everything they do to be of an explicit nature. Still, even if that was the case, it seems heavy-handed for them to determine that an entire business would be obscene. It's bad enough to consider a work obscene. They continue, quote, as we stated, as we stated in Attorney General Opinion JM 619-1987, a municipal ordinance may not conflict with state law. City of Brookside Village versus Camille, nor may a city regulate in an area where the legislative intent state, intent state law is to be controlling, end quote. The good deal about this opinion situation is the Attorney General does not want to cede power to the states. And even when the city that of Louisville and other similar places are trying to take too much power from the state. And it's a good check and balance for obscenity purposes, if you ask me. This decision talks about the Miller case, the famous Supreme Court case. We did an episode on that. And they say, quote, Acknowledging the diversity of the 50 states, the Miller Court rejected as futile any attempt to formulate a national standard for jurors to use in considering whether the average person applying contemporary community standards would consider certain materials prurient. The court validated the statewide community standard that was, still, that was challenged in Miller, end quote. They also, the Attorney General also says, quote, an ordinance aimed at punishing an offense that is also addressed by state law must conform to the definitions prescribed by state law. The ordinance is in conflict with state law. It will be held invalid, end quote. This is that check and balance thing I'm talking about. I never considered it in this way, but it certainly works here. It also says, quote, the Texas obscenity statute in federal and state cases require the trier of fact to perform several tasks in determining whether certain material is obscene. The, pro the parole's ordinance invades the fact finder's providence by fixing the standard of community as the date of the ordinance, by creating a presumption that certain depictions do appeal to the prurient interest, and by determining that certain depictions are patently offensive. In our opinion, these invasions are in conflict with federal and state law and render the proposed ordinance void, end quote. It's awesome when obscenity ordinances are deemed void. What the Attorney General is saying here is jurors under the Miller decision and similar case law have the right to determine themselves if something is obscene rather than for the government to just come out and say, this is obscene. The way I view this is the Attorney General is sensing this ordinance is usurping the power of jurors. In other cases, they did talk about how it can be troublesome for definitions of obscenity to vary from people to people, but this also brings up the point that it can also be troublesome to impose a single definition and put it down from the top bottom. Continuing, the decision says, quote, Texas courts echo this focus on the juror's responsibility to determine the community standard and to decide 
patent offensiveness and appeal to the prurient interest, end quote. Checking some power is good. Ultimately, the Attorney General concludes, quote, a proposed municipal ordinance regulating obscenity that defines the community standard on a less than statewide basis and that determines, as a matter of law, issues that are questions of fact is void of conflicting with state and federal law, end quote. I like the conclusion, although, of course, this doesn't overturn obscenity laws, it is pushing back efforts to make obscenity more strict and to give government more obscenity power. So we wouldn't necessarily consider an attorney general to be an advocate of anti-obscenity, but they do recognize the limits of power. And we can consider this a victory. So, although this may not be the ultimate triumph, it's worth something. I'm glad that the Attorney General said, no, City of Louisville, you're not going to do this. This is against the law. They do mention some court decisions that address the First Amendment and freedom of speech. So, does this apply to the First Amendment and freedom of speech? In the United States versus 37 photographs, Justice Black said the First Amendment should cover obscenity and allow obscenity. That's how he interpreted it. What do you think? How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.